Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, leading people into the Christ-centered life. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, because he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with the spices and strips of linen. This was in accordance with Jewish burial customs. At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. Because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. John chapter 19, verses 38 through 42. Sometimes a movie gives you clues about a plot twist that's going to come later in the story. Often they're subtle, and it's only in retrospect that you realize that there were clues there the whole time. When you watch the movie a second time, you wonder, how did I miss that the first time? It was right there in front of me. But in fairness, the clues were subtle. The storyteller didn't want to be too obvious, or it would give the whole thing away too early. Today's verses contain a couple of those types of clues, pointing to the plot twist of all plot twists that's about to come. It begins with Joseph and Nicodemus, two members of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish ruling council. Nicodemus was the one who went to visit Jesus at nighttime back in John chapter 3, whom Jesus talked to about being born again. Both seem to be disciples of Jesus, but neither will be so publicly because they are afraid. This is not overly commendable, but in this action now, taking and caring for the body of Jesus, they are essentially outing themselves as his follower, as typically the disciples of a rabbi would be the ones to take care of his body once he passed away. One clue of what's to come is in the preparation. Scripture says they take 75 pounds of ointment, they coat strips of linen with it, and they wrap it around the body. This was done to slow down the decay of the body and to combat the smell of a body as it began to decay. But imagine strips of linen wrapped round and round and round a body. That would be confining. But now imagine those same strips soaked in 75 pounds worth of salve and spices. John is sometimes subtle, and this is one of those moments, but what he's saying is, Jesus could not naturally have gotten out of this on his own, being wound and wound and wound in 75 pounds worth of soaking wet fabric requires a little something extra, perhaps something divine, to free someone from such bondages. Another clue that we're given here is that Jesus is being laid in a brand new tomb where no other body has ever been laid. This is important because it suggests that the rock covering the tomb was new, not an old one that had worn out or gotten weaker with time that might be broken into. The story is being set up for Sunday morning, and John is making clear that, first of all, Jesus wasn't just unconscious and about to wriggle out of his coverings all by himself, and two, that this tomb was rock-solid and unbreakable. John is removing objections to the resurrection before they can even come. 
Jesus is laid in a garden, and this is fitting. Creation started in a garden. Jesus spent his last moments before his arrest in a garden, and now he is laid again in a garden, a peaceful place, to have his final resting place, or so, of course, everybody thought. But as has been said, it's only Friday, and Sunday is still coming. Today, take some time to think about these disciples. Try to put yourself in their shoes. On Friday and Saturday, what must have been going through their minds? Now think about a time where you felt similarly. What was going through your mind when hope seems to fall apart? And now knowing what we know about Sunday morning coming, what does that teach us about our times of disappointment and waiting on God? Mm -hmm.